Hi, everybody. My name is Jessica Weaver, and I am the Leadership Gift Officer for Family Philanthropy here at Moravian. And today, I am very fortunate to be sitting with one of the best people that I've had the privilege to get to know, John Soden, a member of the class of 1991. John has done several amazing things for the university, and I think you know, we'd all really benefit from learning more about his journey. And I know that he's got some great advice to share with us. So I'm going to turn it over to John to introduce himself. Uh, hi, Jess. Uh, so I'm John Soden, class of 91. Um, you know, I was um, actually a short-term Moravian. I was a transfer student. Um, I was there for two, two years, four semesters. Um, but Moravian really worked out to be the perfect place for me. So prior to being there, I was at um, Glassboro State College in Glassboro, New Jersey. It's now Rowan University. Um, and, you know, it was it wasn't a huge place at the time. It was only about five or six thousand students, but still felt like I really you know, you get lost, um, even yeah. in a school that size. So, you know, when I went to Moravian, it was smaller than it is now, right? Um, it was only about 1,200 students. And, you know, what I what really attracted me to Moravian, um, besides the fact that my mother was an alumni um, and she was rooting for me to go there, um, you know, really what, what attracted me there was, you know, the small campus, um, the ability to really get um, involved on campus and the ability to, you know, have and make contact with your professors, as opposed to just, you know, sitting in a classroom with 300 people in a lecture hall. Um, that, that just wasn't for me. I completely agree. And it does, the Moravian community is so different than any other higher ed community that I know that I've been a part of. Um, you talked about being involved on campus. Would you mind sharing some of the activities that you were involved in and what really piqued your interest? Yeah, so when I was at Moravian, um, so, you know, going back to um, Glassboro State, I had started out college as a music performance major. I was a saxophone player. Um, after a I year- I did not that, know that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, surprise. Um, <laughs> so, you know, after, after I realized that, um, you know, going out on tour or being a high school teacher wasn't the thing for me, I switched majors, and then at that point, I was like, hey, I need to go somewhere else, um, but I, I continued on with my music, and, um, you know, one of the things that I was involved with was both the jazz ensemble and the wind ensemble down on South Campus. Um, the other thing that I really was heavily involved with was the Amrine Investment Club, um, which, you know, if, if you're a student and you have any interest in investing, um, it's, it's one of the great gems, I think, at Moravian. Um, it's actually what really got me started in what I do for a living now um, in, in owning Magellan Financial, um, which is a financial advisory practice here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. That's great. So what, I know that you met, also met somebody special at Moravian. Well, I did. Yeah, I met my wife, um, mm -hmm. you know, Tressa um, mm -hmm. Rizzo, now Soden. Um, you know, we've been married for a little bit over 25 years, um, but yeah, we did. We actually met at Moravian. Um, actually, I met her the first week that I was there. Wow. Uh, yeah, and and we've been together almost almost since um, that time. You know, it was a couple months later that we started dating. Um, it 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 seems to be working, so I think we're going to stick it out now. Um, you know, if it's not broken, don't, no need to fix it now. <laughs> yeah, after after thirty something years, um, mm -hmm. you know, like why why try to fix something that isn't broken? Right. <laughs> seems to be going well. <laughs> yes. 
So, you know, you spoke about the financial club. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit about what life looked like as soon as you graduated and kind of how you got to where you are now? Sure. Um, so it wasn't a direct path. Um, I ended up going to um, the new school for social research for a year, thought I wanted to be a college professor. Um, by about April of that year, I realized that wasn't for me. Um, from there, I kind of moved back to Pennsylvania um, and I opened up a health club about a year later, um, a club called Body Dynamics. Uh, we were located actually right in Bethlehem, um, only a few miles from the college. I did that for almost a decade. Um, I sold it um, and I moved on to being a financial advisor. So in 2002, I started at um, a company called Leg Mason. Um, and then long story short, Leg Mason and the advisory business got bought by Citigroup. We, gave, we became a part of Smith Barney. At some point, um, I got together with my business partners in that, um, and we had decided to leave the big firms. We decided that it really wasn't for us. And, you know, I, I, I come from a small business background. Um, you know, I had owned my own health club for 10 years. So for me, it was like coming home for my senior partner, um, Jeff Bogert. Um, it was coming home because he had come from a small firm that had gotten bought by Leg Mason. Um, so, you know, it's been, it's been heaven, um, from a work standpoint ever since, um, right. I, like, I, I don't know why I ever wanted to have a boss. Um, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy, um, you know, uh, so it, 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 it's, it's been a number of things that got me to the point that I'm at, um, but I've been doing this now for 20 years. Um, so was fast. Yeah. Yeah, like my like my like my marriage, you know, I, it, I'm going to stick with it. It's 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 working for me. Solid plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, thinking of the success that you've built, it's also enabled you to do some really fantastic things for Moravian. And I know in I believe 2007, do yes. I have that year? You, you made a very significant investment in the university. Um, with creating the Soden Family Trust for Sustainability with a gift of $40,000. Do you yes. mind sharing a little bit about what inspired that? And then we can kind of chat through where it's taken us yeah. to present day. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the time, you know, me and my parents were looking to do something, um, you know, for the college. And, you know, I got thinking back to when I was a kid. And, you know, you're going back to the 1970s now. Um, and, you know, right now, you know, we all take recycling for granted. Um, but back then it wasn't a thing, um, but we were doing it. Um, you know, the people um, who lived across from us at the first house that we lived at were involved with recycling. So I, you know, I remember yeah. being like five, six years old, walking across the street with, you know, can, you know, bags full of cans, bags full of newspapers. And, th and then they took it somewhere. I don't know where, um, but it, it got recycled. And that always kind of stuck with me. Um, so, you know, when it got time and then when I had my own business, you know, you could see when you own your own business, you know, the garbage that's being produced yeah. and how much savings you can have by doing things like recycling, by putting in, um, you know, light bulbs that are, you know, low wattage that, you know, it, it was saving me hundreds of dollars a month, but it was also saving a lot of electricity and not throwing all of that up into the air. So, you know, I, I, instead of just giving the money to the college and saying, here, do what you want with it, um, you know, I felt like this was 
a better route of going. And when I ended up talking to the college about it, I found out that there was a sustainability uh, committee over at the school. And I said, well, that's great. I want to give this, but I want to be involved as well. So at about that same time, I got involved with the sustainability committee. Um, right now, the Soden Family Trust, you know, 4% a year comes out. It goes to the committee for usage. Um, you know, like every year, every new student gets a water bottle. Um, mm -hmm. We help provide. If you walk around campus, um, a lot of the outdoor recycling bins that you see were paid for from the trust money, um, along with a variety of other things. Um, but it really has helped um, do some really good things. And then, you know, through that, um, that's what led to um, the Greenhound Fund, you know, which is something that I had helped create, um, you know, with, with the help of uh, Dr. Frank Cushard. Right. Um, you know, it was really him and uh, Mark Reed. Um, it mm -hmm. was their idea. Um, but I, I was able to help them um, convince the college to do this. Um, you know, and I ended up throwing $20,000 in the college put $80,000 in. Um, and what the Greenhound Fund is, is what's called the revolving fund. Sure. So I don't know if you're familiar with those. But you know, basically, what happens is, you know, we started off with this initial $100,000. We do projects with it. Um, those projects will have a cost savings for the school. Right. And that cost savings comes back into the fund until that money is replenished. And then it just drops to the bottom line um, for the college. So, you know, we've actually done some pretty cool things around the college. Mm -hmm. that, you know, you may or may not take notice to, um, you know, these are the kind of things that you might not. Um, so right. like all the outside lighting for the college, um, that was the first big project that we did. Um, saves $15,000 a year. The payback, on it, the payback was like three years, you know? So, um, you know, when that got started, pretty quickly that money came back in, you know, right. it's making Mark's budget a little bit easier. You're welcome, um, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no, he's appreciative of it. He's there, <laughs> he, it was one of his ideas, um, you know, but like, um, you know, down at Colonial Hall, um, you know, we redid the lighting in there to $3,900 savings, um, you know, with the upgrade, you know, that was all paid off in the 20 to 21 school year. Um, you know, the parking lot and monument lighting was taken care of, um, you know, that's a little bit longer payback about seven years, um, but it's saving almost $3,300 annually. Wow. Um, and then down at the Hill, um, we did a similar type thing, saving about $3,500 and only a four year payback on it. So that's amazing. Yeah. It's been doing some pretty cool stuff. And a soft plug for, you know, the fun little campaign that we've been working on. So last year we yeah. launched a crowdfunding campaign on Earth Day and, yep. you know, that'll go live again this year. And hopefully we generate a little bit more excitement about it. It did very well last year. So I'm excited to get it going again. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, I, it, it was great to see people giving to this because it, yeah. in my mind, it's important. And, you know, when I think about Moravian University, you know, I, I, you know, 1742, you know, one of the oldest institutions, not just colleges, but one of the oldest institutions in the country. Right. And, you know, you want to talk about, you know, sustainability, right? It's all about sustainability here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being able to do these projects, the more money we can get into this revolving fund, the bigger projects we can do, you know, the more esoteric things we can do, you know, it, you know, there's only going to be so much low hanging fruit. Right. Um, 
but you know this enables us to keep the college moving as efficiently as possible you know so that mm -hmm. you know in the year you know 20 2142 they're looking back and saying wow i can't believe we've we've hit this point right uh, you know and a, a lot of the stuff that we did has helped contribute to that i think that that's amazing yeah and it's wouldn't have happened if you hadn't kind of set the ball in motion and got everything going so i think it's fantastic yeah it's been it's been great to help it's been actually exciting to see um how everything has grown at the college on the sustainability side you know right um, the students have embraced it. The the professors have embraced it, which you know they they had for a long time. You know, but you know, administration is on board with us now. Um, facilities has been doing a wonderful job, and you know, Chad Royer over at facilities, mm -hmm. he's been doing a lot of things very very quietly um, okay. as well, away from what we're doing. You know, to help the sustainability, and it's right. it's great to see. Right. I mean, we have to preserve all the important things. So it's not about us. It's about whoever comes after. Exactly. It's about the institution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, you've really taken a lead in sustainability on campus, but you've also recently taken another lead by creating a scholarship to honor your mother. Do you kind of want to talk through how education has been so important to you and kind of what that means to your family? Yeah, so I, I come from a family of teachers. Um, my grandmother was a teacher. Both my parents taught special ed. Um, my mom actually did it at the elementary level. Um, and my wife has been teaching fourth grade now, you know, for the last 18 years. Um, so I, I've been surrounded by education. And, you know, when I think about sustainability of the world, right, right. education is, you know, paramount in my mind um you know in in part i think simply because right it's it's surrounded me my whole life mm -hmm. um, but what we've done is we've actually set up a fund um that is going to um be designed just for you know education majors um a scholarship um you know hopefully to help get more teachers and and help teachers get through um you know with right. a little less debt hopefully um, to where they can go out and really do a lot of the good work that needs to get done out there. Well, I know that on behalf of myself and everyone else in our community, we're so very thankful for you. And you. I'd like to kind of wrap it up by chatting a little bit about what you do now and how you might have some advice for students who are graduating and are going to be getting their first paycheck. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned about what you should do with that first money that you get. How do you invest in yourself and preserve your future? Sure. So um, one of the things I did when I got out of college and I got out of grad school was I worked really, really hard. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, might float through college, say, hey, I'm in my 20s. You know, now's the time to go out and have fun. And I kind of flipped that on its head. Um, and, you know, to my younger clients, it's the advice that I give is like when you're in your 20s, you know, like when you're in college and then in your first years of working, uh, you're young, you have a lot of energy, you know, you have the time to go out and, and really build the base of your life. You know, so like, you know, what I've, I've told my younger clients is like, go out and work hard, go out and make sure that you're doing everything you can from an education standpoint and invest in yourself to make sure mm -hmm. that you're doing the right things to get to where you need to be. If you've picked the wrong career path and you figured that out, it's okay to pivot. You know, if you pivot when you're 24 or 25 years old, 
so much easier to do that than if you try to do it when you're like 56. Sure. Um, you know, like you're, you're, you're not stuck in anything. And you want to make sure that you're doing something that you enjoy doing, um, you know, when you're, you know, when your work life, uh, you know, it, that affects your personal life as well. And, you know, you'll end up being miserable if you're miserable at work 40 or 50 hours a week. Um, but really work hard and, and make sure you're making the right connections and staying on top of the things that you need to do, because really you can set yourself up for life in your 20s. Uh, you know, and, and really get yourself on the right path for you. And you need to understand that like whatever the right path has been for me, doesn't mean that's the right path for Jessica. doesn't mean it's the right path for Bill or Tom or Terry, you know, you got to figure out where you need to be in life right. and work hard towards it. You know, um, I, I had told my wife when she was my girlfriend, you know, to basically just trust me when we were young, I had opened up a business. We had no money. Um, you know, I was living, you know, it wasn't even paycheck to paycheck um, at that point. Um, right. You know, I, I said, look, just trust me. Like I'm, I'm setting us up so that, you know, by the time we're 50, you know, we're going to be where we really want to be. Um, and it, it's, it's worked out that way. Um, but the base of that, um, some of it was luck, you know, being in the right place at the right time, but you make your own luck by working hard. Um, right. Sometimes you get lucky and you, you know, you're the guy who wins $200 million in the lottery. Um, but that's not the kind of luck you can really bet on in life. The kind of luck you can bet on is I've gone out, I've worked hard. There are opportunities here for me. I, you know, I'm making good decisions um, to, to further along my life in the direction that I want to go. I love that. And it makes so much sense. And I know that you're also open to helping our students because yeah. you have posted some positions. We have. So um, we actually just hired somebody today um, okay. for, for a, a CSR position at my firm. Um, we're going to be hiring a financial planner um, sometime um, later this year. Um, but, you know, part of, part of what's happened at my business is I, I've recently become um, the managing partner of the firm. Um, I'm a 60% shareholder now, um, and we're really back into growth mode. So, you know, over right. the next couple of years, we're going to be looking to add more staff, um, more planners, hopefully more advisors. Um, and, you know, certainly, um, you know, Moravian's one of the first places, whether it's somebody coming right out of college or somebody who's, you know, been out in the workforce four or five years, um, you know, certainly, you know, I, we look to get our people um, in our firm. You know, one of the things right. we did when we came out on our own is we decided we didn't want to work with people that we didn't like and they didn't like us. Um, and I think part of that is, you know, being around Moravian people, because mm -hmm. anybody who's gone to school here knows we're all kind of the same. Um, you know, we're all, you know, cut from the same, you know, cut. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, definitely, um, you know, if I can hire people who have a Moravian background, like I'm, I'm there um, doing it. I love that. So if anyone is interested, I'm sure we can find John on LinkedIn and make some connections. Yeah, I'm out there. Definitely contact me. And you don't even need to be somebody who has been in the financial services industries. Right. Um, you know, we're, I'm looking for like good, smart people who are willing to learn, um, you know, and do the work that needs to get done. Um, you know, and it's like, it, it's exciting growing a business again, mm -hmm. um, you know, so um, yeah, it's great.
Well, I love that. Thank you for sharing some of your entrepreneurial spirit with us today. Yeah. And I look forward to talking with you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, Jessica.